Speaking of these microphones, mm. I had to record an intro for Kings Mill's new music show on Sunday. Oh, yeah? Like as in singing or just talking? The, you know, they give you a script and yeah. say like, don't read this. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. make it like it. Yeah. And the, let, me, let me find it for you. It's pretty funny. Mm. G'day, sing- my name's Joyride. And uh, this week I'm going to be introducing you to my new song. It's called 6AM. I'm really looking forward to uh, it premiering <laughs> with Richard Kingsmill on Triple J. That's not too far off. They, they <laughs> so this was from Kingsmill. Is this snitching? No. <laughs> it's fine. So this is what they suggested, but said, you know, switch it up a bit. Put it in your own words. Hi, Joyride here. Richard's about to premiere my new single. It's called 6AM. This track I wrote, then Phil Gap. So here it is. Check it out. Hope you like it. Mm. Funny, like, maybe like, Richard's just going to do this thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't know him. <laughs> you know, it's a bit weird. Well, uh, you think you should be calling him uh, Mr. Kingsmill at this stage? Yes, sir. No, no, I, I called him Richard, I think, from memory. But I recorded it with this microphone. Mm. Um, and they are like, just do a voice memo on your phone. I was like, yeah, of course. So should should we oust ourselves? Like we're using lapel mics? Is that okay to talk yeah, about? Yeah, that's fine. We use lapel mics. It's more casual. It means we can use our hands. We can look at each other in the eyes. Yeah. It's like we sometimes we forget we're recording this. You wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. And so I used the lapel mic. I sent it to my manager who wrote back going, hey, so what um what voice memo app are you using? <laughs> like the technology. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm actually using a $75 lapel microphone plugged into my phone. But that's why it sounds so great on Meeting Tree Radio. The Meeting Tree. The Meeting Tree. Radio. Yeah, well, it sounds worse than using proper microphones, but I think that the, the content is better, you know? Yeah. We're in our zone. I'm in my zone with a little mic clipped to my chest. Yeah, totally. It's like, all right, I'm on. <laughs> you know, sometimes if I'm feeling a bit down, I wake up. You know those days you wake up and you're like, <laughs> I'm not fucking firing today. I'm just not firing. Yeah, it happened on Tuesday, I think. Mine was yesterday. Really mm. anxious. I don't know. I I put on my cold drip mm. and had one this morning, but I think I had too much. Maybe, you know, it's just like, ah, fuck everything. Yeah, so um, if people are listening to this on like double speed on the podcast thing, just slow it down to about 1.5. You should be right. Yeah, chill it out. But yeah, so, you know, if, if I'm feeling like that, I just put a lapel mic on. Don't mm. plug it into anything. It's like a modern day brooch. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, reverse chastity belt. Um, You know what I find so, one of the lamest things that you see uh, on the internet in like liberal media, this is in relation to Queen Elizabeth, but there's many examples of this. It's like... Would you smash? (laughs) She's the queen, bro. Fuck yeah. Um, (laughs) They're like, Queen Elizabeth disrespects Donald Trump by wearing these a brooch that was given to her by (laughs) Obama. And it's like, who... Gives a fuck. Yeah, like like everyone's him. losing their shit. Like finally, you know, yeah. someone's standing up to Donald Trump. <laughs> finally, the largest holder of wealth in yeah. a tiny piece of shit island that for reasons basically like steeped in ego only now want to leave like a union that will help them prosper with other people. Um, but yeah, thank God she wore the brooch. Yeah. You know? Like who gives a shit? Like, yeah. this isn't something to be proud of. Like, you're getting owned. Like, you're, like, 
liberals and neoliberalism and the liberal world order is getting fucking owned on a daily basis and you're all there clapping and patting each other on the back <laughs> hooting and hollering about a fucking brooch worn by the goddamn queen yeah, you want to impress me queen when you meet trump next time go naked <laughs> yeah yeah get your kid off you want to disrespect him don't wear nothing yeah moon him yeah moon him <laughs> the moon trump Headbutt Abbott Moon Trump. That would be so funny if that became a thing. Mm. Just like, fuck it, be childish. So 6 a.m.'s hitting the airways this Sunday, is that right? Yes. It is. Did I say it was for 6 a.m.? Yeah, you said it's 6 a.m. Tell, uh, tell, tell people what 6 a.m. is. There's a song that uh, is on my album called Sunrise Chaser coming mm. out November 9. Mm-hmm. None of those details are available anywhere else. Oh, exclusive. Podcast exclusive. November 9, Sunrise Chaser. <laughs> 6 a.m. is the next single off it, and it's coming out next week. Mm. But Kingsmill's playing it on Sunday. Who's it produced by? It's it's uh, co-produced. <laughs> well, it's produced by The Meeting Tree. Yes, correct. Yeah. Co-produced by The Meeting Tree? I don't know. Produced by? Mm. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's like if The Meeting Tree had to make like... A song. An earnest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> picture this. <laughs> yeah, basically. If, if well, the meeting tree had to make a joyride song. Yeah, it's a little more earnest. Yeah, than the meeting tree. Than, than the meeting tree would, like, we, we wouldn't allow ourselves to be this serious. No, we don't have any rules, though. No, but that's why it wouldn't get serious. Because, you know, when you have no rules, you, you end up exploring the boundaries. Yeah. You know, you don't sit in the middle. You know, I was thinking the other day, Um, And we've discussed this before, just individually, how like music kind of stopped being fun um, at a certain point and like it was no longer kind of cool for it to be fun. Splendor in the Gas 2016 when the meeting tree ended. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean historically. (laughs) Before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we did that long, that long ass interview with someone once that was going to be in some publication. I don't think it ever happened about how the meeting tree was like um, the renaissance of... um, uh, uh, like regurgitator and like late nineties. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Australian I think punk. maybe it came out, but it was just another thing on another music blog that didn't get read. Oh, maybe. Did it? Okay, I don't know. whatever. But point being, like they had some they had some good points. Well, we had some good points. Yeah. <laughs> no, which <laughs> no, was, there was a, there was a cultural shift, right? Yeah. That, so like music was really fun around the time of regurgitator and spider bait, and, and this is what I, why I bring this up. Like I think. I've decided my favourite album of all time is Spider Bait's Grand Slam, Australian album of all time. Yeah. Is Grand Slam by Spider Bait, which I know a lot of, no, most people would probably choose other Spider Bait albums if they were going to even choo- like choose their favourite Spider Bait album. But it then kind of music kind of got too serious for a while. And I think it was, as we've discussed, Electro happened and, ele- and Indie happened kind of at the same time. And Electro was people taking the piss by being serious, yeah. you know, like it was like really arty, like Tigger still does it, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. being like, I'm taking this so performatively seriously that I'm yeah. an artist, but it was like ironic. Well, someone who was, who was great at that as well, at blurring those lines was Ajax. Yeah, Ajax. You know, um, great example. D- deadly serious about having fun. Yeah, totally. Um, but then somehow, and I think it was like probably a bit of that indie influence people started taking it really seriously and you got to like into the kind of the Chet Fakers of the world yeah. where it's like this is important and serious and we shouldn't be laughing about music. I think maybe it was like 
the losers who didn't get let into the club half the time, who are observing from far away, thinking this is serious. Yeah. Not this is really fun. Totally. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they're like, okay, well, I guess we'll be serious. And, yeah, that that could have been part of the culture shift, you know? Mm. And, yeah, people started desperately trading on their, like, earnest cool rather than how can this be as fun for as many people as possible Mm, how do we punch up yeah which um i don't know where we're at right now right like right now i feel like at least in in america the kind of dominant movement with regards to this kind of feeling is um apathy like when you think about like ignorant rappers and and like mumble rap and what all the soundcloud kids are doing it's like just complete apathy and like disregard for anything yeah um but in australia i think we're still in earnest land maybe yeah man it sucks the the like that is the wave with rap music especially Mm. i've wait which one sucks apathy yeah well it it means that really interesting boundary pushing music is being created Mm -hmm. but when you're a dj and the biggest songs that are out at the moment are so fucking poorly mixed. Yeah. <laughs> and like distorting vocals and like the bass is muddy as hell. And it's like these aren't songs that they're making for people to dance to. These are songs that they're making for kids listening to in their bedroom. Yeah, for sure. But then they turn into the biggest songs in the world. And then you've got people that want to hear them when you're DJing. And it's just like. Sounds like shit. I, dance floor killers yeah right. absolute dance floor killers you know mm. and so it's like well f- fuck yeah what happened to the art of mixing yeah you know <laughs> like how are they not thinking about me <laughs> you know a, a guy in sydney who's putting on parties in australia rap parties you know I, you expect me to fly to perth and play this in front of three and a half thousand people this piece of shit i can't you know, so of course I'm going to keep playing like stuff that's decently mixed from six to eight months ago. Get it to Kenny. <laughs> yeah, so to Mitch Kenny. He's at the record plant in LA. He'll sort you out. Oh man, <laughs> tell him we send send you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably won't get a discount, but no, no, but it'll be nice. Yeah, so, you know, I was talking about, speaking of, like, playing music live, I was talking about that party. We were talking about that party that was happening a few doors down from me the other day. Yeah. Um, whatever. And, and you mentioned that uh, it seemed it was the kind of house that had thrown multiple housewarming parties in, in recent times because the new flatmates keep immediately <laughs> leaving. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes soon after the party. I have to give my uh, show some respect because, again, like, you reminded me last night that it was recycling night, recycling bin night. How good. Yeah, how good. Fuck, it's a good feeling. Yeah. Um, they had gone on recycling bin night. I admire the audacity. So it was one recycling bin, then maybe nine, maybe ten milk crates <laughs> full, but not just milk crates, like shitty cardboard boxes yeah. and then just like neat piles <laughs> of like bottles and shit lined along the pavement and then a rusted old washing machine Oh, on a standard bin night. Did it get picked up? No. (laughs) So now there's just like rub. And now, unfortunately, people are like adding to the rubbish because, I mean, they went for a fucking 
rusted old washing machine on yeah, normal yeah, bin yeah, night. You like, overreached. That's, you overreached. That's not going anywhere. No, you gotta you gotta dump that. <laughs> Come on, guys. Look, I don't stand for dumping, but there's lots of really good places to dump uh, old white goods. Yeah, and and I, I've got a few of like, having moved house recently. Um, it's really important to <laughs> know. This? The um the bins, the unlocked large bins that you can um dish oh, stuff yeah, in, yeah, including yeah. unlocked large. I've now got like unlocked large bins from businesses and warehouses, and also unlocked large recycling bins. So I'm able oh, to like sick. you know recycle all your all the you know the goods that you get in cardboard boxes, all of that flat packed stuff yeah. that comes with you know all this cardboard. So I can illegally dump uh, ethically. Nice man, that's great. It's not ending up in landfill. No, that's yeah yeah yeah. See. Again, this is, you know, when, when they talk about illegal dumping, let's look at why it's illegal, you know? Well, it's, how is putting concrete on the grass not illegal dumping? Exactly, you know? Where, how, how is West Connex fucking up everything around where I live not illegal dumping? Yeah. You know? It's illegal to me, as in, like, it pisses me off. Yeah. For my book. Yeah. Shut it down. Actually, good thing, speaking of illegal, actually a, a happy headline from a week of um, not particularly happy ones, mm. of sad headlines, some might say. Um, <laughs> a happy headline is that lawyers are increasingly worried about automation taking their jobs. <laughs> Finally. Really? Lawyers are the ones? Well, apparently, well, it, this is always going to happen because like a lot of like low-level law is just like looking, reading through fucking shitloads of old cases and finding precedents. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously computers are way better at doing that. And apparently, like the stats are promotions for low-level lawyers, uh, you know, from interns and, or just whatever they're called, junior lawyers moving up have decreased from 50% of them get a promotion to 20%. Don't if you got kids of the, because of the robots, because of the bots, because of AI and blockchain, and like there's some company that automatically does analysis in like seconds slot, you know, Hectic. as you can imagine, like, and you know what's going to fucking happen? So like, poor people in <laughs> warehouses and shit like that have been getting automated out of the job and probably have no rights or are working on contracts. That's obviously what's worse. Like, yeah. you just contract labor laborers now, so you're able to be ditched at the drop of the hat with absolutely nothing given to you once you're gone you're just fucked you're out on your own now that it's happening to fucking lawyers and the bankers will be next as well because a lot of that's just big data crunching i bet we're going to see some changes yeah now we'll see some fucking changes yeah well it depends right it's like you know as soon as uh in lane cove i used to play cricket there and um these people always used to complain because cricket balls would come flying across the street especially when someone like me was batting (laughs) Um, All right, mate. <laughs> cricket balls come flying across the street, and smashing windows and breaking tiles and stuff, and mm. they're blowing up, and no one cared. A new mayor got elected, and he moved in on that street. All of a sudden, six meter high fence. You know, that's all it takes. Yeah. So you can, yeah, the bankers will get done too. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, my my housemate Harvey mm. was telling me this morning. He goes, bro. You know why I don't like the banks? I go, why? He goes, because it's haram to charge interest. It's true. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, fuck them. Well, if, 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 you know, all these people are worried, Fraser Anning, Mr. 19 Votes et al., yeah. worried about Muslim immigration. Do wonder for the fucking property market from a 
potential buyer, <laughs> you know? Um, the, the economy is only growing due to immigration. That's the other thing. That's why that's the dirty secret of like the Liberal Party and why they're so split because you have the far right saying shut down the borders, but the Australian economy grew like whatever it was, 1.1% last year. We also, our population grew by 1%. You do the math. That means that our actual real economy growth on an individual basis was only 0.1%. That's not much to write home about. No, especially um, when you're there already. So it relies on, so it relies on immigration. We were talking last night at, at home about uh, how NANGs change how your brain operates. And I think it's more than NANGs. I think it's just, you know, uh, a combination of like... Asphyxiation. <laughs> yeah, various ways you cut off blood flow to your brain. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, uh, various party-related things and also like information overload means that our memories aren't the greatest. And you, when you're looking for what to say... You, you fucking, uh, fucking, uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, <laughs> we were doing it last night so much. It's like, it's such a great filler. Fucking. Fucking, uh, <laughs> clicking. Clicking. <laughs> it's like. It'll come back if I click at it. This feels like fucking, uh, and then, oh, what, what are we talking about? Fucking, uh, oh man. It's like probably the thing I say most at kick-ons. I was at a kick-on on Sunday. Mm-hmm. After listening out in Perth, mm. and it was the second time this year I've ended up with some gronk who thinks he who works with solar panels <laughs> and wants to gas on about it. <laughs> Must be all they've got over there in Perth. It's dire over there. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had this guy in Townsville being yeah. like, you know, we we bury them. Yeah, we bury yeah. the po- solar panels, which I brought up with this guy in Perth. <laughs> so what do you do with them? What do you do with the old ones? Yeah. And he goes, mate, good good ones to last twenty five years or so. Well, I don't think you meant to bury them. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't think you are. <laughs> and, but then he launched into this tight. So this was the way I got to talking about this guy to this guy is because I tried to kick his mate out of the house twice. Right. I don't know whose house it was, mm. but he was pissing me off. Yeah. He didn't respect personal space, mm. talking too loud, mm. asking questions, mm. you know, like saying to like musician friends there, what do you do? And I'd go, oh, I'm, a, I'm a musician. Go, oh, what's the name of your band? They'd say, it. Go, I've never heard of you. What kind of stuff is it? Oh, and it's just like, I'm... Fuck off. Yeah, I know. Like, and he was saying this to, like, someone who's had, like, multiple number ones and platinum records. So, firstly, it's not like you should know who they are. It's more like, can't. Yeah, we're trying to have some fun and have, like, a fun conversation at a party. Like, we're not playing 21 questions. Yeah, it's like, by the time you, I reckon by the time you have your first platinum record, you would be sick of talking about what you do for a living. Yeah. You'd hate it. Uh, like I that's, hate that, it. that's like that's like elevated chat. That's like the kind of chat where like you go to a wedding of your with your partner and you don't really know anyone there and you put at the table sat next to a, a lovely um, dad, maybe an yeah. uncle, and you're having a chat with the uncle. What do you do? Like yeah, that's yeah. where that conversation because happens. you can't you can't with older people you can't just launch into like you get to kill one politician. <laughs> you can't. How do you do it? How do you do it? I don't want to know who. I want to know how. <laughs> You've got, this is like, you know, purge rules. No consequences. No consequences, no matter how fucked up. You're trying to make a statement? What are you doing, you know? No one intervenes. They might fight back. That's all you've got to think about. <laughs> you can't do that at a wedding. No. 
Uh, and so this guy, and he's like leaning over the table where like in between me and my friend while we're trying to cut up lines mm. and he's just fucking leaning in going like, oh, that's an interesting card. What <laughs> card is that? Bro, you're going to have to respect our personal space and just take two steps back, man. You're going to have to take, do it. Thank you. Anyway, I eventually I went up to him. This is in Perth. I'm fucking, I live the furthest away out of any cunt there. And I just went, I'm sick to death of this. He's making everyone feel uncomfortable. But, oh, no, you know, I don't know what to do. It's like, whatever. So I went in, mate, your time's up. You're making me and a lot of other people feel a little uncomfortable. I think it's time to go home. And he went, fair enough, and stood up and walked outside. And I was like, job done. (laughs) Turns out he goes and sits in the garage by himself and tries to hide out. (laughs) And so I had to, I had to, I had to hit him up again. But his mate, who was like, "Oh, is, is Josh being weird?" <laughs> yes, can't. Like he's not being malicious, I don't think. But he's just a punish. Like, get out of here. You like stop ruining conversation. We're having great chats about weird, silly things, mm. and like, you know, like Dexy to rack ratio, which is a thing over there. You know, pad out your rack. Talking about how, you know, the only reason you really rack up now is for the ritual. Yeah. Shit like that. You know, it's, it's fun. Um, and, and yeah, so this guy, I'm like, all right, so what, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I work with solar panels. It's like, all right. And I asked him about that shit. Anyway, he goes, um, Australia has like a low rate, uh, a, a low level in terms of like the quality of solar panels that we can use. Mm-hmm. And so we buy rejects from China. Right. And he's talking about that's like an industry practice. Mm-hmm. It turns out this guy's whole thing is buying reject solar panels from China and selling them to old people. Yeah, right. Just scamming cunts. Just scamming cunts. And fuck me. Can I just go to one kick on where there isn't a cunt who works in solar panels who's doing a complete disservice to the industry? <laughs> yeah, totally. You know? I mean, this is the problem because, like, now that all of the electricity companies and every cunt has got a sniff because like you know we've we're kind of right now passing that precipice of like renewable energies are now as like cost the same as you know the fucking coal etc um the non-renewables um and obviously it's only going it's going to diverge further yeah yeah so now of course you you get all the sharks in there like and you can sell power back and shit like that yeah yeah and so now now there's this there's money to be made it's not just like some scientist university lecturer kind of 25 years ago being like, no, I'm serious, guys. We should be working on these. Like, these are the future. It's going to save us all. Now it's just anyone with a sniff of money gets in there and you're right. It's just fucking it up for everyone. And, like, imagine that being like, yeah, so, you know, uh, my my job, I'm just rorting old people with renewables. Fuck off, man. Like, you leave with your friend. Yeah. Get out of here. Horrible. It was a fun kick on, though. Ended up smoking pot out of a, this this girl there she was real funny got a, we we had nothing to smoke this weed out of mm. and she was like oh give, give me a sec and just macgyvered like a toilet roll with some foil <laughs> like like how recently did you get out of jail like, <laughs> <laughs> go off queen but like fuck me and it worked it was pretty crude mm. but um, you know you know, helped helped me feel a little more. I mean, what what was the incident that happened at your place? You were going to tell me about? <laughs> yeah, man. 
the other night I went to bed at like 9.30, 10 o'clock. And, um, Very reasonable and responsible hour. I wake up at 5.30 every morning now mm. just so I can lie there for two hours thinking about like, because no one bothers you before 7.30. Mm. It's just like I got two hours to myself, alone with my thoughts. Mm. It's a fucking very depressing way to start each and every day. <laughs> it's good. It gets me fired up. Um, and, yeah, so I'm in, in bed with Sophie and then, we, you know, we kind of hear this yelling at about 11.30, wake up to this yelling and it's like right out the front. Ah, my fucking thumb. Ah, get off me, you fucking dog. Ah. Sounds fun. It's like, oh, but like I can hear the front door opening and closing and like what the fuck's going on? And so I'm like, Did, ah, all right, I'm getting up. I'm going to have a look. And Sop got up as well. And so we go out the front and there's just two fucking cop cars and all these cops everywhere and this guy, normal fucking guy, out the front that they've cuffed and he's hooting and hollering, <laughs> get off me, you fucking dogs. <laughs> And the reason the door was opening and closing was because Nick, my other housemate's boyfriend, Johnny Hunter, Nick, he's just gotten home. He's fucking stoned out of his brain. He's uber pulled up as the cops were chasing this guy down the street and pinned him. And so he's like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? And so we're just standing on the like front porch of our house watching this guy get put in the van. And um, they've got him cuffed and he's fucking blowing up at him. Anyway, the cop's about to put him in the back of the van and he goes, you don't have anything on you you shouldn't have, do you, mate? He goes, there's this huge cock, unlike you. Got him. It's just like, oh, mate, you, you got to let him go. <laughs> he just met his bail conditions, boys. <laughs> anyway, yeah, next morning. Um, obviously, like after the, the hubbub, go back to bed, wake up, and, and then, yeah, Sop in the morning was just like pretty crazy last night about the cops and all that. Hmm. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> she goes, yeah, the, like the guy getting arrested out the front. Like, I, I have no idea what you're talking you're about. You're gaslighting her. You, yeah, you're talking about a dream you had? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, cruel. <laughs> Well, I just love, like, I think it's so funny, the, the you know, no, that didn't happen. Or, like, well, not, obviously not, like, in a malicious, gaslighty way, in a fun, playful way. No, no, totally. Um, or, like, you know, just organising with a few people to say to someone throughout the day, like, Simon, wake up, you're in a coma, and well, then just keep going on with your day. Have you, have you seen the, <laughs> the clip? I saw it on Twitter a few weeks ago. Of um, there's like a, a magician and he's got two people in chairs or whatever and he like makes one disappear um, mm. and everyone in the crowd it's just it's like a public magician stunt yeah. everyone in the crowd is actually like in on it um, and the person who disappears is like hides away and, from just the other guy in the other chair and he puts the blanket over the guy he's like I'm gonna make you turn invisible <laughs> and um, and then pulls it off and everyone in the crowd's going whoa he's invisible and the guy's sitting there he's like sitting there. going oh my god I'm invisible what it's so fucking funny that's the funniest prank well it's like the stoner bubble yeah, and he's just freaking out <laughs> you know that one like the I've never seen it done properly, uh, but yeah. you hear people talk about it like pretend to put someone in a bubble yeah. and start talking like this and like, why can't you hear me? Yeah. 
Like, oh, fuck off. Don't do that. Why can't people just enjoy getting, like, altering their, their mind state a little without having to, like, fuck with each other? Yeah, without go- going on, like, a, a planned trip mission. Yeah, yeah. You know, why can't you just sit in a dark room <laughs> and, and cry and have a think? <laughs> yeah. You know? That's um, listening, listening to this audio book about this old man who tries mushies for the first time. Mm. And all his research is like when, when they were giving psilocybin to people in labs, mm. the whole thing was like, you're in a dark room, we're putting in earplugs and an eye mask, and that's how you're going to trip. Jesus. It sounds like fun, right? Like you just, that's all you got. Like it's just your brain is going to entertain you for six hours or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I know high doses too that they, like the, the labs, they're not like party doses. Well, the first time I had a tab, um, I was like probably 19 or something. And um, I had work the next day and I didn't know how long it lasted. Mm. Um, and like, like my work was just like fuck around work, you know, like kind of work you do when you're 19 so we were just kind of getting on and blah blah blah. and back then I was more than happy with going out and taking pingers and shit and then like yeah. then going to work the next morning not anymore am I right oh the resilience of youth you mm-hmm. know so I had a tab at like maybe 9 p.m something like that mm. um got to about midnight one something like that and I'm like <laughs> all right I better go to bed you know like I got work the next day and just like lying in bed in a dark room because like I was like yeah I'm yeah, going yeah. to bed obviously a bit off head just thinking like yeah this is what I should be doing in order to like you know get up and go to work at 8 a.m the next yeah. morning as in be at work by eight and um just tripped just like tripped and tripped and tripped <laughs> lying in bed in a dark room did not sleep all night Woke up, went to work the next morning, and literally the first thing um, one of the other people I worked with was like, Jesus, are you okay? You need to get some sunglasses. <laughs> but Man, yeah, so the, I kind of did that. I kind of did the like lie in a dark room and like I would keep on trying to keep the fan in focus. There's like a, I could just uh, see the silhouette yeah. of a fan on the roof and I was just like, I just kept losing it. You know what I mean? Like it would just uh, go and, but yeah, it was um, rather interesting. Well, it's funny with, with acid as well, the kind of like, the noob thing of like, I'll just smoke my way out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you won't go. <laughs> no, you fucking won't. <laughs> man, I, man, me and Harvey, the other, oh, man, beep, the other day, I think it's fine. I don't think he cares. Um, railed up a quarter of a blue Batman each. We were gone, bro, for fucking hours. It's crazy how strong those things are. Yeah, well, you, there must there mustn't be that many remaining. You'd think. I've got a couple at home. I know that there. I know a few people that have like stashes. Yeah, right. and they bring them out for like special weddings and shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's you know, we write our own rules now. Mm. I think. I think there's been such a huge our own um, war. L-O-R-A. L-O-R, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> L-A-W. <laughs> oh, bro, Afrojack. So before before we go, mm. an exciting thing's been happening. Ah, mm. uh, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, it has. Um, let, me, let me open up my, my DMs, my Carpe DMs on the, uh, where are we? On the gram. 
a blue ticker DM'd me the other day. And I was like, what's doing here? On Instagram. On Instagram. Afrojack. Mm. Uh, 3.7 million followers. Probably one of the biggest names in EDM. Mm. Easily. Afrojack. Obviously, it piqued my interest. Yeah. I don't open all my DMs, but I'll open this. Yeah. And he said, yo, big fan. You want to do a collab sometime? LMK. And so straight away, I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure he might mean the other Joyride. Mm. J-O-Y-R-Y-D-E. Yes, who's also a, a big EDM producer. Yeah, but, you know, so that's, that's what I'm first thinking. And I would hate to, uh, I guess, lead someone down a rabbit hole. I would, I would hate to, um, you know, take someone down the garden path. But at the same time, you've got to take someone at face value you know, sometimes. 100%. You know, it's like when you're presented with, I, I, I am not hoodwinking anyone. I will leave this earth with nothing but my integrity. Well, give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's done the research and he knows exactly who you are. Well, if he's, he's checked, he's, he's hit up my Instagram, he's followed me and gone through and liked a couple of photos, he's got to know that it's me. <laughs> Can't be the other guy that he means. <laughs> so I've written back, hey, man. Uh, same here, same here in reply to him saying big fan. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> what a nice message. I'd love to collab. What did you have in mind? And he said, yo, send me your email. I'll make some setups. And I wrote back sick with a link to my email seen by Afrojack. Now, we come across to the email. This <laughs> is big... Big collabo incoming. He, he emailed me and said, yo, uh, he said, this you? And I said, yes. He goes, yo, got you. And so, you know, Afrojack, whose email I have right here, if you want it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, I'll hit him up. Um, is going to send me, hopefully, I haven't given myself away. Um, hopefully... You know what? No, beyond that, hopefully he means me and yeah. not the other one. But, yeah. Afro, but if not. If not, I fucking want this session so bad. I'm just going to fucking chuck some lead lines on there, just crack open serum and see what we can get going, you know. Maybe touch his snares, send it back and just be like, here's what I did. And maybe he'll fucking love it. And maybe I'll have collabed with Afrojack. So I, I look forward to keeping everyone posted on this. <laughs> yeah, um, this will be our own, um, you know, reveal. What's Slow Burn? No, what are, what are the, all of the fucking um, Unsolved Mystery podcasts? Tune in next week to see where this story is going. Yeah, yeah. Because, and look, if he doesn't get back in time, I'll nudge him. <laughs> Maybe I'll send him one of my projects. <laughs> Here's just something I've been working on, you know. Um, Baby, make your move, step across the line, you know, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, this could be the start of something huge. Sure, you know, my single, my new single is getting played on Sunday on Triple J, tune in. But um, should we play it at the end of this podcast? Yeah, yeah, chuck it on the end. Do you think Triple J get mad they didn't get the uh, exclusive? They got the exclusive radio. Yeah, 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 totally. Dead medium. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll check. So six AM will be on to the end, on the end of this. But it's pretty dancey. Yeah, 
Maybe Afrojack means me. <laughs> Maybe. You know, should I suggest to him if he goes, look, I got the wrong bloke. I'm like, look, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> me and my mate, we do this thing called the meeting tree. <laughs> I get that, like maybe you know you've you've you're a bit embarrassed or whatever, but could could you shout us out? <laughs> because bro, him following me, I got like bang twenty new followers, yeah, right. EDM for life, fucking all this bullshit. Um, yeah, you know. a bit of a shout out. He could maybe we can get him to to <gasps> on the new single. He can. Oh wait. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we could get him, that if we could get him to. Yeah, I'll beep that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Or announce the re- the thing, the return, the thing. <laughs> Do we leave that in? Ah, uh, let's give it to our followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right, all right listen, our listeners, listen, listen, our you listen, listen. Keep, keep this shit to yourself. If you tell any cunt about this, if you tell any cunt to listen to this specific podcast, this episode, you can say the podcast in general, like, subscribe, but. <laughs> If you tell any cunt to listen to this specific bit, we'll fucking kill you. Do you understand? I will knock your fucking block off. Do you understand? We will dump so many fucking white goods out the front of your fucking house. You'll you'll think that we're the the fucking good guys. Honestly, we'll fucking kill your pets, Turnbull style. You hear me? You fucking hear me, gun? She's always on my mind. Fingers crossed in a pathway time. So I go crashing down the line. Look out another
Yeah,